So here's my confession. And it shouldn't be a confession. It's really a fact that Carrie Jimmy has served as a critical and pivotal stakeholder in the brand Confessions of a Melanated Queen. When it came time to reach out to a graphic designer for my book cover, I knew who to call, Carrie. And aside from that, Carrie is passionate about helping young women control their own narratives by promoting self-awareness and love. On today's show, Carrie shares how her nonprofit, I'm Pretty Too, was started and the inspiration behind her work with young women. Thank you, Carrie, and McNulty International for all the continued support that you have given me over the years. Let's take a listen. Hey, Queen, how are you? Hi, Lauren Boo. I'm good. How are you? I am excited. You know, we've been trying to do this for some time. Yes. It's <laughs> the beginning. I'm like, ah, what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> yes. So, you know, in, in my intro, I share with the people how important you have been to this brand and how instrumental you have been to everything related to honestly anything that I've done as an entrepreneur from my nonprofit to confessions of a millionaire queen. Um, you you have been so important with that. I mean, when okay, so basically when when it was when it was time for me to get my logo made for my book, my book cover, uh, Carrie is the person who I text. So um, <laughs> I think everybody needs to understand just how important you are to everything related to Melanated Queen. Um, so I just want to take a moment and thank you for for your assistance and for helping. <laughs> you definitely welcome, Queen. Um, you know, anything I could have did to assist you since the day I met you, I would have done it. You have such a beautiful spirit and you're so like inspirational. So to be a part of your journey actually is an honor to me. So I should be saying thank you for trusting Aww. me with your brand <laughs> and trusting me with your logo uh, because um, I'm, I'm sitting back now in awe at all that's came from that one seed, you know? So just knowing that God is really truly moving in your life and he is, he is really good. So Yes. Amen. And so I'm, I'm so excited to actually be able to talk to you about you and what you do. And so tell us who is Carrie and what is it that Carrie does? Oh, that's such a um, complex question, but <laughs> <laughs> who is Carrie? So, you know, I, now I'll go by Carrie's me more or less. Um, I did that because I was like, you know, everybody has a little stage name and then I thought about the if I ever decided to, you know, get married. You know, I, you can't lose the desires of your heart, right? So I was like, when we got married, I wouldn't, people were like, well, who is Carrie blank blank? You know, because, <laughs> you know, I knew Carrie Coleman. So I just keep it with Carrie Janine, which is uh, my middle name. Um, but who I am is, I'm just a woman on a, on a journey to, you know, change the world. You know, that's always been my little thing. Um, since I was a little girl, I wanted to be in a position to help other people. Um, I went to I went to college to do nursing, you know, because I wanted to help people. I wanted to, to so everything that I've done in my life have always been in that lane. Um, and due to my life story, um, I'm pretty too, which is the nonprofit that I currently um, am passionate about in my life right now. Is where that came from is the the need to help others that were probably similar to me or had similar journeys to me. Um, so it's just you know that that's who I am. I'm just a woman on a on a on a journey to continue to do what makes her happy and what she's passionate about. And um, you know, just living this life. I mean, you know, it's uh, you only got one life to live. So I'm just trying to live my best life. You know, and uh, and do that by being of service to others and making sure that I make an impact and that I just wasn't 
a soul on this earth that got up every morning, went to work, came home, went to sleep, went to the show, did whatever, got up, went to work, did it all over again, you know, so. And the thing about it is that what's interesting is that you're saying that that's really how we met. We met when I was an employee at a nonprofit organization in Chicago, and you were present during that time. I was working with young women, and it was in a, a program, an after-school program that I started uh, in hopes to being able to keep them off the street and to pour into young ladies. Mm-hmm. And you came because it, uh, it resonated with you because you had obviously the same interests. So, you know, you mentioned I'm Pretty Too. Tell us about I'm Pretty Too. What is I'm Pretty Too? What is it about? When did it start? Why is it important? All those things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm Pretty Too started probably back, uh, the seed, I would say about 2011 or so. Um, So I remember I was still living in uh, Homewood and I was talking to um, my, this is going to sound funny, (laughs) my cousin's husband's sister. (laughs) And I always want to keep on giving her credit because, She's the reason that um, it came to me, but well, she's the reason that it came to fruition because she pulled it out. Like, I was just saying, like, I wish it was something I can do because her daughters are uh, are really dark skinned um, and they're actually darker than me. And their father's from Jamaica, so they have this, like, rich, dark skin. Well, it's beautiful. Like, oh, it's, like, very beautiful skin. And um, she was saying how they was went to a majority white school at the time and how they were getting teased for different reasons. Um, and they were still teased within their own community too. And so I was just like, dang, I just wish it was away. And so we were just thinking about things. And then I was just like, we were just throwing out names about organizations of how we could help or whatever. And I said, and then we came up with I'm Pretty Too because we were like, I was telling her I was at church one time and my grandmother grabbed my hand and she was just like, you're pretty too. Like, you have to go in a room and you have to own it and say, I'm pretty too. You know, I don't look like you. I don't like her. You know, she's gorgeous, but I'm pretty too, you know? <laughs> and mm-hmm. and that, that's where it kind of uh, emerged from is that no matter what young woman I meet, uniquely, she has the beauty of her own. And if she, I can help her own that, uh, that's half the battle, you know, because I think that's where a lot of young women or young women, period. I have older women that I've met that still are insecure because we all wear the masks. Oh, mm-hmm. We're so okay. And, you know, but if you look at Instagram really clearly, really what a different guy, you would see how insecure a lot of women are because right. they have to post a picture every day. Like I just saw you yesterday. I was teasing my friend. He had me, I had him dying laughing. Like a lot of people post the same pictures every other day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just saw you. But anyway, um, <laughs> People sometimes don't know it, but they're looking for validation from other people. And so what I try to instill in these young girls is that you don't need that. You don't need, you know, you, of course it's okay. You know, you want your parents to tell you that you're pretty and, you know, people who are very close to you and genuinely in your circle. But as far as outside people and going to school and peers, you don't need other people to affirm you. You know, you can, you need to affirm yourself. And, um, you know, so that's where I'm pretty to really, really came from is just making sure that these young women know that somebody can call you ugly, tall, short, skinny, dark, light. It doesn't matter fat, whatever, but you can say, I'm pretty too, <laughs> regardless, you know, and, and that's, um, what my mission is, is to make sure that every young girl work away with that same confidence in that statement. So you mentioned the the time in which you know this this idea came about and you also mentioned 
you know, social media and the things that we're seeing now. How how do you think that your your mission has changed, if it if it has at all, from that time to now? Because okay, I'll give you an example, and this is something that I've struggled with. You know, <laughs> we these filters are just you know they they can, <laughs> the, the, some of these filters can be really fun. They really can yeah. be fun, but they can they also can. tell a a deep rooted story too. Um, because, and I say that because, okay, yeah, the bunny ears and the animal faces and all that, that's, that's funny. And that's, that's cool. But when you start seeing filters that completely alter the way a woman looks and you know that, you know, that is done intentionally, you know, this, mm-hmm. you found a tool that even though, even if it's temporarily, it makes you look the way you, you think you want to look, yeah. um, it frightens me when I see that. So has that, has that, you know, um, any of the things that we're seeing now with technology, has that changed some of your mission? Have you had to consider that in the messages you send to girls or the work that you do? Um, I, I have, and, I ha- and then again, I have not because I do have like, uh, I know you, you had, um, I think we mentioned before I have, a, I don't, I don't know, we might not mention I have a book out there called I'm Pretty Too. And I created the book because I had, was uh, in Chicago and then I ended up journey, my journey ended up taking me to Atlanta. So I had a lot of people call me from Chicago, like, wait a minute, I wanted you to come speak to these girls. So I created the book. In, but in, I'm saying that to say in the book, there's an exercise where I talk about what, you, what your reality is versus what you want your reality to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and finding that middle piece where that's who you are. Like in, you, in our head, we want to look like Beyonce or something. And I'm just using her as an example because that's just social media right now, okay? We want to look like Kim Kardashian or whoever else. Um, But in our, in our, but our reality is not that. The reality is that you look like this, but you can take apps and modify them for you can look like this person. Um, You can change your complexion. You know, you can do all kinds of stuff, you know. So things that you're no no longer happy with, you can change it. Um, But it's like, to me, it just comes back to who are you fooling? Are you fooling yourself or are you fooling the world? You know, like, because at the end of the day, you could, you post a, post a picture. I can see it. I can like it. But you don't want to have to look in the mirror when you're done and say, well, I don't look like that. <laughs> so right. I, I will question that person. Like, what do you feel like after you post that picture and you don't look like who you really look like? How do you feel when you look in the mirror? And right. so I do have exercises that already encompass those type of things. Like I have a mirror exercise that, you know, I use and very passionate about. And um, that exercise means so much to me because um, I was teased as a young girl. And um, so I was bad. I was cheating and I acted, I acted out. So I used to have to go to the principal's office all the time. So our assistant principal, whose whose name is Miss Morgan, I love her to death. Um, and Ms. Morgan, she would sit me, sit me down at her desk and she would not let me leave until I looked in the mirror and tell myself that I was beautiful. Mm. And I wouldn't do it. I would just sit there. I would sit there for hours. And she was like, Carrie, you know, you're going to miss Jim. You know, I'm like, oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> that's my favorite class is going to jail. So I would have to literally be like, okay, I'm beautiful, you know. But she made me own it, you know. And so the mirror makes you own the truth in that mirror. You know, so you can fool other people, but can't you can't really fool yourself. And so, um, like I like to answer your question, I already try to include exercises that you know 
make people see that this is your reality. Deal with that one. Deal with that. What's your reality in front of you? Not what you want it to be, but what it really is. So, I, you know, does it, that answer it, your question? It does. And it resonates <laughs> with me so much because, and I think that a lot of little girls go through different things. But when I think back, and I mentioned this in Confessions of Melanie the Queen, um, I talked about, I don't know if it was on in the, honestly, I can't remember if it was in the chapter about colorism, but I mentioned being a little girl and really wanting long hair. And so I would take mm-hmm. a t-shirt and put it over my head and All right, right. just flow. I think I heard that. Yeah, <laughs> it would just flow because I had hair now. Or the stocking cap, you know how like your mom put the stocking cap on and she tied it yeah. and she cut off the legs. Well, I didn't want my mother to cut off the legs because that was my ponytail. So, um, so don't cut off the legs of it because, you know, I, I didn't want that little nub up there. Like, you know. Right. <laughs> um, keep the legs on because that was my ponytail, especially if it was a new pantyhose. It looked like it looked like it could be my hair, and wow. and, and and that went. And I had those feelings for a couple of reasons. One, I saw on television how all the so-called pretty girls had long hair, exactly. and I did not. I did not have long hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of my cousins had long hair, and that was an issue for me. And at some point, you know, I grew out of that. But it wasn't until I became natural that I realized how much hair I do actually have. Right, so, your hair is. Super long. <laughs> yes, thank you. Like I, I have more hair now than I've ever had. And so yeah, I think that so many of us, especially black girls, you know, we go through so much growing up because we have so many images and then there's this social conditioning that's unfortunately being passed down within our own, you know, our own community because right. it's it's trauma. Right. Um, you end up missing the beauty. Like all this time you miss the beauty of your own hair because you were looking at what someone else wanted you to think was beauty, you right. know. So we, we deflect from us to reflect on them mm-hmm. <laughs> or what we think should be pretty. And then, of course, you realize later that all those girls in those rap videos had weaves. So it's like, you know, when exactly. you're a kid. Oh, they ha- and, and, and today they have surgery. They go to the Dominican uh, Republic or other places. And get right. And right. Exactly. You know, but at the time, you're like, oh, she got long hair. I want hair like hers. Right. Oh, she has a perfect body. <laughs> exactly. But she paid $100,000 and almost died for that. So and girl, look, the kicker for me was also finding out like Jet Magazine and all those magazines that those girls were airbrushed. I'm like, why my skin yep. don't look that smooth? Why you can see my hair buffs? They don't got hair buffs. And my mom was like, Carrie, those are airbrushed. They don't even, you, they, they didn't show no cellulite, no nothing. So it makes you feel like having cellulite was a foreign thing. Like, oh my God, what is this? Every girl has cellulite. <laughs> like, they, exactly. Beauty of the week. You may, you brought, now you brought back some memories. They were beauty of the week. Yeah. <laughs> beauty of the week like i had to really do some research and find out why that was even a, a section of jet I, I mean, i'm pretty sure there was there was good intention in the beginning it was. um back, you know especially back in the 70s and stuff with the right. afros but i mean by the time we were coming up in the 80s and 90s it yeah it was different you know no, so but i will um, give them credit they did use all shade colors of women they did uh, and you know that was that's one thing i can say that jet jet magazine did um we didn't you know now it's it's getting there everybody's into this you know melanated thing and not just seeing about your title either but you know just mm-hmm. period that's coming yeah. the trend and then Beyonce got this new song out brown girls and all this um but to me it's not a trend this this was my life right right <laughs> I've always been a chocolate girl dark skinned girl it was my life that I was getting teased every day from kindergarten all the way up to like maybe my junior year in high school. That was my life. It wasn't a joke. It wasn't something that I could play about. It wasn't something that I wanted somebody to coin. No, it was something that I was dealing with. And um, 
you know, of course, you get excited to know that people are being educated and quote unquote woke about colorism and the different things. But um, people don't understand the damage that is done to other people before now. You know, now that is popular, it doesn't mean that the damage is not still there for other people. Right. And then, and then again, it's just popular because one, one, one year, you know, people love women with big breasts. The next year, you got to have a big butt. You know, mm-hmm. now this year, oh, you can have dark skin and be pretty. You know, it's like, you know, how long is that going to last? You know, uh, but, you know, why it is a trend, I think it's great that some young girls within this era can capitalize off that and be able to embrace you know, their skin color and or whatever, you know, other issues they may have dealing with themselves. So, you know, social media has a plus to some things, but, <laughs> right. um, yeah. Well, you know, it, along that, what, how, how would you describe I'm pretty too, in terms of how you deliver the services? I mean, you mentioned that you had the book. I mean, we talked about how we met. Um, but as of now in 2019, is this, is this a, a classroom curriculum type of thing? Is it something that you do workshops? Do you offer programming? What does the structure look like? So yes, I'm glad you said that because the future of I'm Pretty Too is about to look totally awesome. Um, I'm trying to think about how to bring in other elements with um, what's going on around us. And I was thinking about also some of the things that other the girls dealt with when I was having my workshops before and how I can incorporate more things to help them get over those things. So I don't want to give out too many of my secrets because, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, um, people, you know, I don't want people to beat me to the punch. <laughs> yeah, they, do that. <laughs> they will do it. They will yeah. steal it. Um, but um, I have some things that I want to um, add to the studio. So um, I'm very excited about it. Oh, my God. I just got so many ideas. And from there, I want to I want to start off like by renting out spaces. But I want to eventually open up a very unique um i'm pretty too studio and i I want girls to come in and feel like i don't ever want to go home like this is it (laughs) like i want to be able to so they walk in they feel like they're the most beautiful thing in the whole world like just like when you go to disney they make it feel like it's all about you and you're like oh i want to go to disneyland i feel so special that's the kind of culture i want to build for i'm pretty too i want it to be a place where girls can get away from the outside world and actually come into a world where it's really all about them and their prettiness. So that's awesome. I'm excited. So, okay, here's a tough question that I have to unfortunately ask you though. Is this, where would this opportunity be available? So, um, right now it will be available in Atlanta first, uh, cause that's where I currently live. Okay. Um, cause I'm trying to target to do this relaunch sometime within the, uh, within the next year. Um, so I haven't launched, um, I'm pretty too down in Georgia yet. <laughs> so when I do that, I want to launch it as this new brand that I'm thinking of. Um, so it'll be in Atlanta. And then if it does well, I want to, I do want to start creating a franchise out of it. So the next place will probably be Chicago. Um, I already have a team down there who's eager and ready to get it started. Um, so that's where it'll be found. <laughs> so I just hope that people can be patient with me. Um, Cause you know, a girl is born all the time. So we are, they are, we are going to need services for our young women. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Okay. So we, we talked about a little bit about the direction that you're thinking about taking on pretty too. Are, do you have anything else coming down the pipeline that we should know about? Um, yeah, I have another women's conference 
that I'm a part of uh, called Take Heart. And it's, uh, it's basically uh, the whole, like it says, Take Heart. We're basically encouraging women to take heart in their lives when it comes to everything that you're dealing with, whether it's career moves. Um, mainly we talk about singleness because, <laughs> you know, women deal with being single. And also, uh, we, we also try to address women who, who were sick, who were married and became single and that transition and all how that looks like, what that looks like. Cause that's not an easy transition to go from being married to back being single. Um, but, uh, so we address different things about that and it's very scripture based, but then again, it's very like, you know, in your face. And so, um, we're very excited about that. We're probably be, um, starting, we're looking at sometime in February. Um, doing that I'm pretty too conference and uh, it will be again it'll be in Atlanta <laughs> um, but I'm think it's gonna be a really awesome 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 conference um, it's gonna be a place where you can very much much pull off your mask and ask those real questions that you want answers to so. well I'm looking forward to checking out what you have going on down there because unfortunately I was in Atlanta very briefly last month not because <laughs> I was truly visiting but because I was stuck um, Oh, oh, at the airport. So I did end up staying in a hotel right outside the airport just oh, for that wow. night. And, and, you know, unfortunately, we did not get a chance to enjoy yeah. Atlanta. But because um, we were at that point very upset and, and, and looking for a place just to lay our head. But I am looking forward to going down there, checking out the scenery. I've never actually visited Atlanta before. So, um, you know, at some point, hopefully when you are prepared to launch and get everything. Oh, going, right. I can make a visit and see and see everything. I would love that. I would love that. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. That, that, that is something I really do want to do. Um, I, I'm excited about that. And so, you know, I know that you have, you have some meetings and stuff lined up and like, I'm like taking up your evening. So I'm going to hold you though. <laughs> but I do want to at least, if there's a couple of things, I mean, is the book still available for purchase? Yeah, the book is still available. Um, you can purchase it at the website, um, on my website at www.imprettytoo.org um, under products and the books will be right there. You have the books, you have the t-shirt because being a nonprofit, um, the t-shirts and the cups, everything, you know, all the profit goes towards the organization. So um, you, when you purchase things, just know that you're supporting um, a great mission. So. Okay. And how can people follow you on social media? How can they contact you other than a website? Um, on the website, you will have um, also the social handles for I'm Pretty Too, okay. um, for Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can follow me, uh, Carrie, uh, at uh, Carrie Janie, um, at both on base, both Facebook and Instagram. Um, it's, now, first, kind of keep a little personal, so I might, I may not friend you on air. <laughs> on Instagram, you are welcome to follow me um, and see what what I will be doing because I, I am going to be releasing some other interesting things in the um, near future from a personal journey I just took um, that I'm also, you know, leaving on the, um, in the secret uh, black box. <laughs> but I have some things that I, I am trying to do because I'm just, you know, I, like I said, my whole goal is to help other women um, and to make other people feel comfortable in their own skin. And so, um, like I said, social media can be um, a good thing. So I'm going to definitely try to capitalize off that, off that, off that um platform at this time so look for some other good things to come pretty soon okay okay well as as i wrap up because again you are a busy lady and i so appreciate you coming on the show and taking time to speak to me tonight 
what what type of lasting you know words or you know encouragement you want to share with the people before we let you go um i just want if anything is that um for my atlanta people (laughs) is that when you do see me um come out with this brand um and relaunch please have the conversations with your your young girls and um even if you don't want them to be a part of what i'm doing um, even though I would definitely take care of your daughter, I would make sure that she does see the beauty in herself. Purchase the book or, you know, take the time out every evening to talk to your daughters. Um, it was a few incidents, I want to say last year or so, where young people were taking their lives, committing suicide due to bullying and teasing. So I think it's important that if I don't say anything else that as parents, that you take out the time to make sure that your child is truly okay. Um, they may look okay on the outside. They may come in the house smiling. Trust me, I did it for years and I contemplated taking my life. I, I did think, I thought about things that a young girl should not be thinking about. And my parents were so busy with the, the bustles of life that they didn't have time to just like, you know, come and say, Oh, well, how are you really doing? And, and understanding that what was going on in my little world. So if I can say anything, leave any nuggets, Take the time out to really talk to your kids and make sure that, you know, they're, have, they're in a safe environment when they go to school and that, you know, they're, they're really okay. Um, if that's all I would probably say. <laughs> um, if I could say anything. And, you know, just, and just for women in period and women in general, whether you're a young girl, older woman like myself, um, know that you are pretty too. And that don't don't let any social status, social quotes, or anything make you feel indifferent. Um, I, I'm not saying I'm not an advocate of looking your best self, but when you when it comes to you know doing these drastic modifications and all that, um, you know, understand that you know you don't have to do all that to be to feel um, good in your own skin. That you just know that the way God made you, you're pretty too. I, I received that amen to that thank you so much because as a, again as a young melanated girl growing up I mean I've had some of the same concerns the same issues you have moments when you don't feel your best you have moments when you're looking at all the other girls and they looking like this and you don't you know it's 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 hard period for young girls but especially for black women coming up and so I think that the work that you're doing is so important because it's a conversation that you know, we can't stop having, we have to continue to have it. Cause like you just mentioned, there is a new girl born every day. You know, mm-hmm. she's coming into the same society and now she's, now they putting the filters on the babies. So, <laughs> right. So right, she going, she's not going to know who she look like. Like this is new right. You know, and you know, I, I don't even want to get into that. I'll have to do, y'all have to wait and just rant on the solo show one day about that. But I mean, it's true though. That's, so, that's true. That's true. I just said that because True, she might be like, I like myself better with the filter. Right. Like, you know, like, yeah, that's a whole other You know, I've seen so many babies and they got filters on them. <laughs> you know, I know it's supposed to be fun, but again, we, we right. really have to be careful. So we got to be careful very much. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to get too deep. So I'll let you go. But anyway, again, Carrie, thank you so much for everything you've done for Melanie Queen Productions, Confessions of Melanie Queen, for Lauren. Even some of my older other endeavors that you know nobody even knows about, but you know, <laughs> thank you, thank you for being such you know an important uh, playing an important role in that. And so your work is is beyond just working with young women and making sure that they feel good about themselves. I mean, even as a businesswoman, you 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 have uh, helped to brand. You literally you handed me 
an image that has stuck with me for the last year and a half now. And it, I don't think it's going anywhere now. Oh, I appreciate that. And uh, like I yeah, I think I don't want to take up all your time. So I appreciate you giving me this platform to speak about myself. But I didn't, like you said, I, I am a businesswoman. I do, you know, I still work in corporate America. I have a whole nother resume of <laughs> who Carrie <laughs> Dewey is. Um, my friend always say, why you don't ever talk about your other accolades and this back for this and this and that, you know, and it's like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just focus on pretty too and not on what I've done to get where I'm at today. But usually I, I had those conversations with people too, but no, I thank you. I really do appreciate, you know, like I said, you trust me with your brand and I appreciate you saying, oh, Karen, you can be on my podcast. <laughs> so. Um, I, thank you for giving me a voice um, to your audience. So no, I appreciate you too. It was long overdue. Well, okay, family, we have had a wonderful conversation. We are going to, this This will be a part two, trust me, because we need to follow up with Carrie. Um, but again, you all, thank you for listening. Um, thank you for your support. And until next time, we'll talk to you later.